Today we complete Masechet Shkalim. Uh, I'm not going to do a seam today because there are parts of the Masech that I haven't done. There are little pieces here and there that I still need to go back on. Um, so I'm not going to do a formal seam, but we have the last um, uh, shear on, on Masechet Shkalim. And tomorrow, Emirat Hashem, will start Masechet Yoma. And we deal with the uh, section, the last Mishnah on the Chafbez and with Aleph, where the Mishnah goes into various things that were required in the time of the Beis HaMikdash. Some of them do no longer apply because we don't have the Beis HaMikdash, and some of them apply even nowadays. Um, and Shkalim, or one of the things that it's mentioned, don't apply when there's no Beis HaMikdash. And yet, even if one actually set aside, one sanctified some money to be used for Shkalim, that sanctity would actually attach to it, and the Mishnah discusses these things. Further on in the Gemara, a few lines from the bottom of the page, uh, the Gemara says an interesting principle, and that's where we're going to focus. A ger, a convert, even in our times, without a Beis HaMikdash, has to bring for his bird offering a, a, court, a, a silver quarter. And the, uh, we don't have Rashi on, on, uh, the, on Shkadim, of course, on the, on the Masechta itself, on the Yerushalmi. But as I've mentioned many times, there are a lot of the parts of the Yerushalmi are duplicated in various forms in the Bavli. And so we have parallel sugyot. This particular piece about the Ger appears both in, in Rosh Hashanah, Daf Lamed Aleph and Mudbeis, and in Masechet Kritut, uh, so Rashi in Rosh Hashanah says the reason that he has to set aside that amount of money because that's the cost of the bird offering which a convert has to bring which we'll see in a moment and he sets the money aside says Rashi Shema Yibane Beit HaMikdash Be'amenu Ve'yakrivenu so that he's ready if the Beit HaMikdash is rebuilt in our time he's got the money ready and he can buy his his birds and bring them as a korban right away so that chiyuv, that obligation for a convert to bring the korban, holds over. It's, it's there all the time, even without the Beit HaMikdash. And when the Beit HaMikdash is rebuilt, he will have an opportunity to bring that korban. Um, Tosfus talks about the fact, uh, Tosfus in, in Kritut Daftetam with Aleph, why it's specifically the uh, korban of the Geir, where he has to put money aside in case the Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt. What about a woman who's given birth, or a Zav or Zava? There are lots of cases where there's an obligation to bring a korban. Why don't they have to put money aside and bring the korban when the Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt? So Tosvus distinguishes and says, because those korbanot are there to permit them to participate in kodshim, in eating things, and in, in korbanot, and in trumat and maesrot, if they're koanim and levim, um, they can't do that without bringing that korban. But all those laws don't apply without a Beis HaMikdash, so there's no reason for them to bring a korban. But a ger may be korban lahatiro kahal. But a ger needs a korban, he needs this, this bird sacrifice, to be permitted to marry into the Jewish people. Uh, and so that does apply today. The Jewish Marrying into the Jewish people is a law that applies today just as it applies in the, in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. And therefore the conditions for him to be able to marry into the Jewish people still apply. That is, if he's a male, he has to have a bris, and he has to have a mikveh, or she has to have a mikveh, uh, and they have to bring a korban. Uh, now they can't bring the korban, but they do have to set the money aside. Where does this come from? So that's the, um, the Gemara in Masechet Kritut Daf Tesamud Aleph learns it from the Pasuk uh, in Bamidbar Perik Tetvav, Pasuk Tetvav, 
kachem kager yehyeh, the ger must be just like you. And the Gemara says, Ma avotechem lo nichnasu labrit, ela bemila utavila varatzadam. Just as our own forefathers only became part of the Jewish people, and created the Jewish people through a bris, and through a mikveh, and through a sacrifice, a korban, so they too, any convert when they become part of the Jewish people, need to go through those same processes. Ask the Gemara in Kritut, so what about nowadays? Should we not accept converts at all? Uh, and the Gemara says, nowadays, exactly as our Gemara says in Shkalim, nowadays a Geir has to set aside a silver coin to be able to buy his, um, his, his birds later on when the Bezamethosh is rebuilt. However, says Rabbi Shimon, that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakai has already established that this law should no longer apply. He annulled this requirement, because he was concerned that there's money lying around that really belongs to a korban, and people might come to spend that money by mistake, and that's a serious issue of me'ila. So rather, don't put the money aside. We'll worry about it when the Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt, uh, rather than run the risk of the money being used for something it shouldn't be used for. And the Gemara concludes that halacha Rabbi Shimon, that is the halacha, which is why today um, Geirim do not bring, do not have to set aside money because that law has been put aside. But technically there is a requirement that a Geir needs to set aside money. Um, and there's an amazing uh, Avnei Nezer. I've included the whole Avnei Nezer so that those of you who are able to can learn through it because it's it's beautiful. It's very, very fine reasoning and, and, and an important piece. The Avnezer was the first Sochachov Rebbe. Um, he was the father of the Shem Mishmuel, and he was uh, a, a Talmud of the Chidush Harim, who we've spoken about was the first Geira Rebbe. And he was also a Talmud and a son-in-law of the great Kotzke Rebbe. And he talks in the, his introduction to Igle Tal, which is one of the Sforim that he wrote in the Malachas of Shabbos, about how one of the great things he learned from the Kotzke Rebbe was what pilpulim do not constitute Chidushe Torah. Uh, only yesterday we spoke about the fact that not, not everything one says in the name of Torah is valid Torah. There are certain requirements. It has to be technically right and properly extrapolated, uh, and it has to have a source uh, and... Um, he, he just mentions it's really an interesting comment that he considers one of the most important things that he learned from the Kotzbarebe is what is not considered part of Kedusha Torah, what is not valid Torah innovation. Um, not just what is, but what isn't. Anyway, the, the hero to say for called the Avnei Nezer, which is a set of Shailas and Shuvas. And this is another example, as I mentioned, the same as the Chidusha Arim and the Sfat Emet. This is another example of a great um, Hasidic Rebbe, a leader of the, of the Hasidic dynasties, who is totally accepted among the Lithuanian learning community. Uh, just to demonstrate what the objections were, the objections were the blurring of the boundaries between Kabbalah and Halakha, and that that adulterates the purity of halachic reasoning. That was the main objection to, to Hasidism at that time. And, and these great people, the, Avne, the, the Chidush Harim and the Sfat Emet and the Avne Nezer, you'll find in their halachic work there is no Kabbalah and there is no Hasidus. It's pure lomdas, it's pure learning, it's pure, purely halachic. Uh, and their works, all of their works, uh, are, are completely part of the of the canon of, of Torah learning in the Lithuanian yeshivas, including the Avnei Nezer. And in uh, Yorodea, Simon Shin Mem Gimel, the Avnei Nezer deals with the fact that 
uh, only this particular korban, the Geir's korban, uh, technically needs to have money set aside even today. Um, and, and he says that um, a part of the reason of this is that even in the time of the Beis HaMikdash, um, not bringing the korban was, was a problem. And he goes through and he reasons, without the korban, it's not that he's not a, a, Jew, a full Jew. If he's had the tevila and he's had the brismila, he's a full Jew, but he can't marry into the Jewish people without bringing the, the korban. And the Avnanezer goes into the whole question of in what way is this korban different from other korbanot? Why is there no thought that nowadays we have to put money aside for a korban, whereas for a ger, that bird korban that a convert has to bring, there is this requirement that he puts money aside, um, and certainly until the decree of Raman Yochanan ben Zakai, but technically he should be putting money aside so that he can bring the korban when the Beis HaMikdash is rebuilt. What is unique about his korban, different from other korbanot? And he talks about the fact that there are certain things that have to be done um, to initiate a situation. So, for example, one has to bring a korban chatat for kapara, for atonement. Until you've actually brought the korban chatat, there isn't atonement. It doesn't help setting the, the animal aside. That doesn't do anything. But there are other actions which are not to initiate a situation, but to enable something, um, which is different. So here, the korban, the, the sacrifice which the geir has to bring, enables him to marry into the, Jewish, into the Jewish nation. When we're dealing with such an enabler, then if you cannot fulfill the enabling requirement, the Avnenezer proves that it's, it doesn't then apply. Uh, you only have to do the enabling thing, in this case, bringing the sacrifice, if it's possible. But since we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, it's not possible to bring the sacrifice, and therefore it doesn't hold the Geir back. And we give the Geir the full rights that he would have had if he did bring the Korban, because it's not his fault that he can't bring the Korban, it's just not possible. In these cases, explains the Avnenezer, you need to do as much as you can do. It's only the bringing of the sacrifice which is not possible. But to set the sacrifice aside or to set the money aside with which to bring the sacrifice, that is possible. And he compares it, for example, to the fakt that you have to set money aside for tzedakah. We set 10% aside for charity. If there are no poor people in your town, for example, you don't have to go to another town to find poor people. But you still have to set the money aside. In the same way here, one has to set the geir, has to set the money aside for the sacrifice, even though he's not going to be able to bring the sacrifice, certainly not at this time. And so one needs to understand that there are certain things that if you can't do the thing properly, it's as if you haven't done it at all. You can't say half a bracha. If you haven't said the whole bracha, then you haven't said a bracha. Uh, and so it is with, with various things. If you haven't said Kiddush, well, Kiddush is perhaps not, not a great example. There are just certain things that you have to do the mitzvah, and the mitzvah is defined by the complete action, And if you haven't committed the complete action, you haven't done the mitzvah. But there are many other things where if you can't do it in the ideal, you can't do it completely and perfectly, there's still value in doing it as best you can, as going as far as you're able to reach. Uh, the, that example that the Avnenezer gives of tzedakah, you can set the money aside. I understand there are no poor people, so you can't hand it over. But you can set the money aside, so at least do that. Then you've, you've taken it out of your asset base, and it's set aside for charity. The, the girl, the convert, can't bring the korban, but he can put the money aside for the korban. And that's something that he needs to do. 
we saw in the case of Yaakov when Rivka tells Yaakov to go um, and and deceive his father and and bring the food that his father asked Esau for, and Yaakov says to him, "Who are you?" and and Esau, uh, Yitzchak says to him, "Who are you?" And Yaakov says to his father, I am Esav, your firstborn. Says Rashi, he's not lying. What he, you've got to phrase it differently. What he really meant is, I am the person who's bringing you the food. Esav is your Bechor. And if you phrase it that way, it's not a lie. Yeah, but that doesn't, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? At the end of the day, he's... He's deceiving his father. That's not how his father heard it. That's not the way it was said. Clearly, he wants his father to believe that he's saying, I am Esav, your firstborn, and, and that is the lie. We see here that he, he couldn't tell the truth. He had two conflicting values. On the one hand, he wanted to respect his mother and fulfill her, her instruction. On the other hand, he wanted to be meticulously honest. Both of those are midas of Yaakov. His mechabed av aim. And he's, and he's meticulously honest. But in this case, he can't do them both. He's got to compromise one of them. And he decides to listen to his mother and to compromise the honesty. But in compromising the honesty, he doesn't throw it out altogether. He limits the lie to the least amount that he has to. Uh, and here we have an important principle. It applies in business, it applies in your personal lives, it applies everywhere. There are many times where you believe in a principle. A principle is important to you, a value. And because it conflicts with another principle or because of circumstances, it's just not possible to fulfill it in its perfect form. What's important is not to throw it out altogether, not to discard it totally and say, well, and I, I can't keep this, so it doesn't matter. There were Jews who couldn't keep Shabbos in the early days after the war, and they, just, they had to go to work on Shabbos. But they kept Shabbos until they went to work. They went to shul in the morning. They kept a full Friday night. And as soon as they came back from work, they carried on keeping Shabbos. Uh, and yes, that's still Chilu Shabbos, but, uh, but there's, there's value in doing as much as you can in a situation where it's beyond your control to be able to do the full thing. Two conflicting values. You can't keep them both, but keep as much of them as you can. A mitzvah that you can't fulfill to its fullest extent, but keep as much of it as you can. There's value in that as well, uh, and that too is important in the way we serve Hashem.